hello, hello, and welcome back to the SLP Corner podcast. Today's guest is Leanna Valentine. She's a pediatric in-home speech-language pathologist. She has worked with children throughout her 17-year career as an SLP, and she started her private practice SpeechWorks Therapy in the spring of 2016. Her caseload spans a wide variety of ages, cultures, and needs in counties west of the DFW Metroplex in Texas. Her life's mission is to do whatever it takes to help those whom she serves to be the best communicators they can be while helping families advocate for their children. She is on social media, so you can find her on Instagram, Facebook, and she has some Teachers Pay Teachers products, all at SpeechWorks Therapy. And finally, she was recently in the ASHA Leader for the August-September 2020 issue. So with that, welcome to the SLP Corner Podcast. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure. Yeah, I'm really excited you're on, and I'm really excited about the topic we're going to be talking about today. We are going to yes. be talking about SLPs on a budget. I yes. wanna, I I need to learn all the things. I all just things. started working. It gets expensive, so it does. Yeah. So okay, to start with, what do you look for when you're buying games and materials? I look for things that are kind of open ended. I don't look for games that are specific for one thing. So for example, you've got like the language chipper chat, you've got the Arctic chipper chat. I just buy the generic chipper chat and you can add whatever cards you want to with that. Um, I look for board games that are quick and easy to play, not necessarily like board games, but you know, the, any kind of the pop the pirate, um, pop the pig, anything like that, because that way you can adapt it for no matter what your child is working on goal-based use whatever cards you need to, and then you get to play the game. And it works really great for mixed groups as well, especially in the schools. I experienced this is that, you know, they can all have their sheets or cards with what they're working on, but you can still, instead of saying, okay, well, I have to buy a game that has this, this, and this, not necessarily. You can buy an open-ended basic game, and then you can have whatever target uh, materials that they need. Um, another good one um, that is an all-inclusive game is any kind of memory match game, like the original memory game, because I've been able to work with one kid who had multiple language goals. I could target every single one of his goals in that game. We'd work on making a complete sentence, using adjectives, finding synonyms for those adjectives, and then using um, different verb conjugations. So I would put, okay, yesterday I flew the plane. Today I fly the plane. Tomorrow I will fly the plane. So whenever you would get a match, then you could do that. Um, Another thing that I like to do is get apps that are free. Those are my faves. Um, There's an app called um, App Advice, A-P-P-A-D-V-I-C-E. And each day they give you a list of free apps that they're just featuring. And sometimes they're educational, sometimes they're not, but I've gotten almost all of the Dr. Panda apps free because of this. Dr. Panda has great apps because it's open-ended. There's no talking. The little characters don't talk. So you can work on inferencing skills, social skills. You can do sentence completion, Arctic. They can look for one of their words um, in the scene. So that's what I like to do. I think get bang for your buck. Don't get something that's just going to be a one and done. Get something that can do multiple things for you. I love that. So open-ended games. And I've never heard of 
app advice. That sounds amazing. It is amazing. Another one, it's a Facebook post. It's called Oh Amazing Apps, capital O-M, and then Amazing Apps. It's, um, I think she's a speech therapist. She's a therapist of some sort, and she posts daily. She scours the interwebs, and she finds different ones that are available at certain times, and they're all educationally and pediatric-based. So those are my two go-tos and, you know, I've got the iPad that I've got filled with things and sometimes I'll use the iPad as a reward, but then sometimes I'll use it as, okay, we need to work on something. And it's kind of like an all-inclusive. And what I like about it is it generalizes. So I don't think I've got a card. I need to complete said card. And then when I'm done, I don't have to, you know, worry about that concept, but if they're doing it in their general day, or, you know, in general activities, then that carryover is going to happen. Yeah. That makes so much sense when it's an open, it's kind of like why we always talk about we like playing because it's yes. generalized instead of exactly. being like very specific. Like, yes. Yeah. That makes sense. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I also love me some Dollar Tree and the Target Dollar Spot. Um, I have a cookie tray that I bought at Dollar Tree many moons ago, I use it as a plate or, you know, like a table when kids are sitting on the floor, I use it as a dry erase board. I use it as a magnet board, you know, and it's a cookie tray and people are like, why'd you bring out a cookie tray? Let me show you. Or when I have wind up toys and we're on carpet, then I can just wind up, put on the cookie tray and then it has a little uh, rim. So that way the toy won't go off. So yeah, you just kind of have to think instead of thinking I have a child that is working on this or my caseload is mostly this think broader, kind of think outside the box, go to Target, Walmart, wherever, and look and say, what can I do with that game? What, what goals can I address in that game? And when you turn it that way and kind of expand your mind instead of saying, I need something for this, think, what can I do with this? then you have a better idea of like just grabbing a couple things that will work for an entire group on your caseload. First of all, I love dollar stores. So I just need yes. to, I say it, I get excited. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like literally walking into dollar stores. I'm like, this is so exciting. You're like, what do I get? What are the fun things that we can add? <laughs> yeah. I get really carried away, but I, I wanted to say, I love that you mentioned use like a cookie tray because I love using things that can so easily be used at home because so often parents will come in and they'll be like, I don't have a balloon pumper or like, I don't have these like really elaborate games that you have. And then they have a harder time implementing the goals at home. So I love that you're like, I'm using a cookie tray a million Mm -hmm. ways. Yes. And clothespins and binder clips and um cups in their house use the ball poppers from dollar tree and get one of their cups and put it you know in there you don't have to have the fancy things i mean just be imaginative be creative pretend like you're five and it's pretend play and you're like okay what can i do with this mm-hmm. and that's how you start i love that so you you say that you like to dress all the goals. Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean when you say all the goals? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because yeah, it's very intriguing to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for example, I'll take a session that I did this morning. Um, I was working with a kid and I planned to do one thing and you know, that always gets derailed because kids 
And I had Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. So we worked on that. I didn't really, I put that in my bag, but wasn't, that wasn't my focus. So we worked on vocabulary and this child, um, we're working on articular apraxia. We're working on so motor movements. And so we worked on body parts, which he's very good at that. And then I wanted to work on prosody. And I planned for it just to be something nice and simple. And I had these puzzles that I got from Costco and it's just two puzzles put together. They were different food items. And I knew that some of them are actually probably about half or multisyllabic. I wasn't focused on that. I would just say, okay, are we going to give it to mom, the female potato head or dad? So you're working on that um, single CVC with um, repetitive consonants. And then he would say to mom, and then I would say, okay, you got to tell her she has to eat it. So it was mom, eat, eat that mom. So all these different prosodic things. Well, then he took it a step further. He went into his room and got his bullseye toy and Buzz Lightyear and became like a toy story party. And so we were working on prosody. We were working on social skills, like who was turn taking first bullseye got to eat and then um, dad potato head got to eat. And then we also talked, um, because dad potato head sat in the ice cream. And so he got in trouble. So we used different intonations for how rude. And so we were able to address so many goals just off of that one activity, which I didn't anticipate, but it worked. And then, um, with language goals, I always try to incorporate like a WH question, And then while they're answering the WH question, ask them to use a complete sentence. So that way they're working on that grammar and syntax. Or if they are working on grammar and syntax, then they can add adjectives in there. They're working on adjectives. They can work on synonyms and antonyms. So instead of it, I will focus on one area, so to speak, say if we're working on F. So it's a fish. Okay. Well, you're also working on WH questions. Well, where does a fish live? A fish lives in the pond. That's great. You made a whole sentence and you used your F too. So I like to kind of weave or not weed, weave um, multiple goals together. So again, it's more of that generalization. Now I don't do that to begin with necessarily. We want to get some, you know, strength in concepts and context before we start piling things on. But once we do, I like to incorporate all of it because then they're realizing it's not just one thing that I work on. I'm working on all of these things and I want to practice them all the time. This reminds me in my third clinical placement, my clinical educator sat me down because I was having activities that were very kind of like this book is for spatial concepts and that's what this book is for and she sat me down and she drew out a table and on the table she drew out like on one side book play-doh bubbles finger puppets and then on the other Mm -hmm. side she wrote goals that we were working on a lot so like wh questions spatial concepts and then she like listed all the goals and then she was like now check off how many goals you can work on with each activity. So of course the book, I was like, whoa, this book, I can actually target almost all those goals, but this toy, maybe it's like a specific toy. I could only target this one goal. Mm -hmm. And then she was like, take this sheet with you and think about that when you're planning, because there's so many reasons, like you mentioned it, it's, 
it, it's nice for the kid because it'll help with generalization. Like it's once again, we're not just working on one thing, right. but also half the time the kids don't even want, maybe they don't want to work with that. They don't want to do that with that one book. Yes. So it's like, okay, well, there's a lot of other goals we could target with this book. And exactly. I just think like, it's such a, it's so, I feel like it's so helpful for everyone. It, the kid, the parent, the parents. Yes. Just, you know, have a whole lot of things. And then what I do in therapy, I would say 90% of the time parent or caregiver is able to watch me because I'm in their home. I mean, there's sometimes where it doesn't happen. And so as I'm doing the activity, when there's kind of a lull and the kid has like a little free time or is kind of doing something, I'll just say, oh, and the reason why I did this was, and so they know, oh, okay, so I can do that later. So it's, I bought this book to work on this. And I'm like, oh yeah, but you can also do this, this, and this with that book. It's like, oh my gosh. Or like I'll do Mr. Potato Head and I'll say, okay, I'm working on turn-taking. I put it in a Ziploc bag or zip top bag, um, which I think is one of the best inventions ever because it's clear and you're like, oh, you got to tell me because I can't get it out unless you tell me. Um, and so I tell them that they're like, I never would have thought of that. I said, that's okay. That's my job. That's my job to think of it for you and then give you the tools. So yeah, it's amazing what you can just, you know, if you just think about it instead of, oh, this does this, what else can this do? Then it really helps on figuring out what goals or what items you want to get, how to address those goals using that item. I remember when she first explained that to me and even when you're explaining it, it's like, it seems like, oh yeah, like I almost should have thought, but it's like, no, you actually have to retrain. You do. That way. Yeah. Yes. Because my yeah. first, yeah, yeah, my first in my CF, it was, and I think I had my kids trained because I work in a school, the same school for three years. And I had 103 kids by my third year on one campus, just me. And so I had... I had this rolling cart and I had nine different groups. Okay. And I would prep the night before the day before I would prep, you know, the Arctic cards, the Weber cards here, the verb cards, the, you know, spatial concepts cards, the kids would come in the door, they would get their cards. We would, you know, they would parse them out. There would be one kid who'd be like, Oh, Hey, you're working on G. Oh, Hey, you're working on L I'm working on verbs. And then we would play a game because it was, I didn't think there was any other way. It was just like, we have to get data. We have to do those goals. Now, obviously it's a different story. When you work one-on-one, you obviously have more time and it's a little bit more relaxed situation. But I want therapists to know that you don't have to, I mean, if you want to theme out and you want to do all the things, by all means, go right ahead. But if you're not that person, which is me, I was struggling because I couldn't theme out everything. I didn't have a book and a PowerPoint presentation and a game and all of these things. And so I was like, okay, what can I do now to buy this thing that will do all these different objectives for me? And I'm not losing money in the process. I'm still providing the most wonderful amount of therapy and the kids engaged. And if I can do those three things, then I think that's a win love that. I feel like it's like really kind of relieving to hear for all the SLPs out there and, and even parents. It's like when it's like you don't have like it's, it's not it's t- 
time is one thing, of course, but then it's also like sometimes you're you're not the type of person who wants to like have this like very meticulous lesson plan with, you know. Yeah, I'm not that person. And uh, uh, the district that I worked in, everybody was all about books. And I do love books. I'm an avid reader, but just me and books and therapy, it just doesn't work just for whatever reason, I'm not that person. I think I'm more of a functional let's, but I mean, if I worked in a school district, so obviously it was based on the curriculum, but I'm more of a functional base. Let's get you communicating best communicator. You can be to where everybody in the community and your family and friends can understand you. And so I think I was really meant to be doing medically based or in-home therapy versus in the schools, because that's just how I'm wired. And so I'm thinking, okay, logistically, how can I make this work? How can I turn this activity into the two or three goals that we're working on? To end off with, I want to give some people some quick, tangible takeaways tips. What are some quick tips for SLPs who they want to get started and they want to get more materials, but they don't want to lose all their money? (laughs) And sometimes it can just escalate really quickly. So what are your tips for kind of like how to budget, how to save money? What are some little tips and tricks that you've um, learned throughout the years? Okay. So virtually definitely find some free website, free app advisors that tell you which apps are available. So just stay on those. And I check mine every night before I go to bed. I just like, look, Oh, look, that's a cute app download. Done. I don't have to think about it anymore. And then also look for sales and um, get on social media and look for sales on really good apps that focus on articulation. So that way you're not having to scroll out like roll out a million different boxes of cards, like um, Articulation Station Pro is on sale a few times out of the year. So just keep an eye out for that. They usually do back to school or um, April Autism Awareness Month and times like that. Dollar Tree is your best friend. Um, Seriously. And I'm talking just like the mini erasers. Those turn into counters. Um, Boxes and little um, action figures. Those are your spatial concepts. T-sets, that's on turn-taking and following multi-step directions. If you can't afford memory match, because I think it's $17, $18, go to the Dollar Tree, get two copies or two bunches of the flashcards. Boom, you just made a big memory match game. And then you can give it to the kids because it was only $2 if they really need to work you know, on skills. I did that with one of my kids and she was so excited. And then she like kept them in her own little special dollar tree uh, pencil box that I bought for her too. But just think about how can I, how can I budget this? How can I DIY this activity? Dollar spot, the um, ball poppers, you can use that for distance. Um, Tape, if anybody looks at Jenny Bjorum, her love of painter's tape is real. And it's so amazing because you can just buy it for a couple of dollars at the hardware store and you can turn it into band-aids with stuffed toys. You can tape up animals or different action figures and you have to save them. Turn, get a couple action figures in a bin, put some dirt in it, and then have a washing station. It costs you five bucks. All the different goals can be addressed. Kids love getting, most kids love getting their hands dirty. And, you know, so, and that's a functional, that's a activity of a daily living. So not only are you focusing on their goals, but you're also kind of giving them the skills that they'll need later. Yes, I agree with all those. And also I would say thrift stores. Yes. 
Yes. Yes. I, we don't have very many, I live in the country, so I don't get to thrift like I used to, but yes, definitely thrift stores. In my mind now, ever since I've started buying like books there, especially books because they are so cheap and books can get quite expensive. Yes, they can. Yeah. And this is great for parents too. It's like, it's before you go to Indigo or I don't, is that just Canadian? I don't know. I think it's just Canadian. Oh, okay. Well, a bookstore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They have like Barnes and Noble, but most everybody does Amazon. Yeah. Or okay. Before Amazon, before Barnes Noble, go to a thrift store mm-hmm. and look at the book section because also so often teachers, I have so many books that say like a school on the inside yes. of the sticker. They're just giving away all their books. So it's not like random books. They're good books. Right. And they're they're legitimate. Just... Yes. They're concept based. They're educationally backed. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that so is I think a very that's... good idea. Yeah. And then virtually um, just one more thing I would also say is YouTube. Yes. Yes. Because they have like, um, I can't remember which Instagram, um, person that I followed and they gave a list of different, like non-speaking inference type videos that are, um, like cartoon based. And so then they would watch it. And obviously the little beings aren't speaking. And so you have to generate, what are they talking about? And then how are they going to solve whatever problem it is? So yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was yes, so helpful. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. Yeah, this was awesome. I hope that everyone found it helpful. I hope everyone learned a few things. I always learn so much from when guests come on. I literally love it so much because even just having all these different perspectives and ideas and experiences, yes. it's so nice. And like you have yes. 17 You've been working in your private practice for, did you say, no, you've been in SLP for 17 years. Private practice for two, SLP for 17. Yeah. So then it's like any new SLP out there. I've been an SLP for a limited amount of time. It's so nice to be able to hear from someone like you and all the things you've learned over the years. So I really thank appreciate you. you coming on. Thank you. Thank you. And where can people find you? Where, where can people find you? I mentioned at the beginning, but just one more time. It's mostly Instagram because my Instagram, I just automatically have it go to Facebook as well. So I don't do different content on either one, but I believe it's speech works therapy. I think that's what it is. Um, I just log in and normally what I do, and I need to get better at this again, Coronavirus has everything kind of flipped upside down. But I like to give parents ideas on, look, this is what we did and this is how you can do it. Um, So I need to get better at that um, posting more often. um, So that way people can see that. That's my main focus. And then to encourage positivity, because I know these parents are going down tough roads sometimes. And to just know that it's okay. What you're doing right now is amazing. And we're here to help you get there and to just lean into whatever it is that is and know that we'll make progress. I love that. Okay. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. And you guys can probably expect another podcast that we're going to do together. (laughs) So, so yeah, with that, I will see everybody next Monday. 